0: Welcome to the Rise Resolute Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Meyer, a doctor of physical therapy committed to helping people live healthfully, joyfully, and push past even their own expectations for their life. Hello, friends. I'm really excited to share this next interview with you today from an amazing and truly excellent woman. It's not easy to see adversity as opportunity, but we must we must also strive to push ourselves beyond, out of our comfort zones, through conversations, education, and self-reflection. Let's grow together. Here's the interview. I am totally thrilled today to have India Cook with me. She is a runner, she's a podcast host, and she's also a YouTube vlogger, and she's here to share some insight with us. So welcome, India. India. Hi, thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Yes, thank you for being here. I'm really excited to have this conversation, as I mentioned before we started recording. So, um, But before we get into the details of your journey, um, would you give the listeners a little background on you, India?
1: Yes. So um, without going too deep into it, I'm a runner that's been running since 2008, um, and I kind of transitioned with running with just kind of wanting to lose weight and trying to become a healthier fit me. Um, and that's transitioned me into kind of being captains of run groups. And then it transitioned into me becoming a half marathoner to a full marathoner. And during that time, I did some vlogging of my experience because I want to show people what it looked like to be training for a marathon. Um, and that transitioned me into becoming a podcast host. And I just really love, like, learned that I love running and I love everything about running. And I like helping people and educating people about running and the different experiences that can happen through different people. And I felt like sharing my journey was a good way to let people in and educate people. And from then I decided to launch my blog on YouTube. So, and I'm just really pumped about that and being able to again, share and connect with different people and be able to give just kind of identity of, of what uh, what it is to be a runner because that looks different for everyone but I think sharing your journey can help to open people's eyes.
0: Absolutely and I think towards the end I would love for you to share all the information on how our listeners can find your YouTube channel and listen to some of these um, episodes because your message is super powerful it's really important and um, I was energized watching it so I want to give that information out to everyone so sure. we'll get there towards the end but um, yeah I want to hear a little more India about your own journey so Um, I would love to hear some of the challenges that you faced along the way that, um, you know, the listeners could hear about and potentially learn from.
1: Right. So I think that, you know, when it comes to challenges, I find that they're just opportunities for growth, right? Ah, So I think it's one of those things where we, you know, I call them challenges as well, but I'm like, it's always a lesson learned in something. Mm -hmm, (laughs) So something that I think about, you know, when it comes to running, so when I, 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 there was some positive peer pressure that I received when it came around running my first full marathon. And of course, in my mind, I was like, I'm not running a marathon. Like who runs 26.2 miles? Right. <laughs> like that wasn't something that was that was in my mind. Um, but it was it was something that I wanted to, you know, I ended up doing um, during that full marathon. I had an injury that flurried up at mile eight and it was IT band in- injury. And it literally was very excruciating, like the pain was very bad. So I kind of ran, walk my way through twenty six point two miles. And of course, it was not what I planned. But in my mind, I knew that running a marathon and finishing a marathon was what I wanted to do. But of course, I think I've said plans like a thousand times already. But I'm a big planner and I, you know, I want things to be executed how I will them too. Right. Um, but something that I learned was I am strong. I got through it. I persevered. And I ended up running another marathon to kind of redeem myself from that. Um, and something that I learned was, you know, you continue to push through, you learn what you need to do differently in the process. And I just obtained so much encouragement, so much just realizing like how resilient I am to a lot of the challenges that I, that I endured through those 26.2 miles, as well as the months worth of training that it takes to run to train for a marathon. You just realize the inner strength that you have, you realize your strengths and your weaknesses and you build upon that. Absolutely. Um, so it was really, really important. And it was just like a very encouraging process. So when it comes to running, that is what always sticks out to me. Like that, those moments and people ask me like, what's the biggest moment of your running? career and it's like that those two times that I ran those marathons, like it's, it just, it just molds you into a different person. Totally. You just get a, a level of strength that you probably didn't think that you had, <laughs> but you really do.
0: So. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um I think it's really important too, to get this message out for people who think I'm not a runner or I, you know, I can't do that or whatever. I, I have barriers, but, but how yeah. empowering it can be even just to run a 5k, you know? Listen, yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and run sh- your first mile. Yes. <laughs> and realize your inner strength and like how how strong you are how how you can persevere and there's just so many benefits and i love how there's you know just a lot of um, movement to break down barriers and who's a runner and who's not. And um, right. I, I would love to put that out there. Listen to India and how amazing it can be. And you don't have to run a marathon. Um, no, no, no. Right. Please,
1: no. <laughs> yeah. Just
0: get started. Right. So yeah,
1: um, like if you want to run a marathon, that's awesome. But I, I always tell people start small and build from there. Right. Yeah. So like I tell people and I tell new runners and people that are interested in running, run to the mailbox, run to the street corner. Yeah. And then build upon that. Like, you know, I think sometimes we get out there and we, we have these goals and goals are great and we, we need goals in our life. But start small, build upon it, and you'll just realize how much power you you receive from achieving those small goals. And then, the, you know, the next week or the next month, you're like, oh, holy crap, it took me forever to get to that corner. And now look at me. Right. Um, and it just kind of builds upon it and just, you know, continue to stay positive and just know kind of what the end goal is and what your why is.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, I think this is these are all great pieces of advice. And I want to go back to um, the challenge piece. And I know you Mm -hmm. talked about with your marathon, you know, it didn't quite go as you planned, but you persevered and got through. And I know before we started recording, you were telling me that you sort of had a little bump like that with your career. So do you want to tell us a little bit about how things didn't go quite as planned, but how you kind of made it through that as well, India? Sure. So I,
1: um, I actually did a recent career change. So for a little over 10 years, I was in the mental health profession. Um, So I worked, I have a master's in social work. So I worked as a social worker and a therapist. And what I actually did was I worked majority of that time, I worked at a psychiatric hospital, so very crisis driven assistance and help for individuals with mental health disorders. Um, And then another portion of that is I work with individuals with developmental disabilities and ensuring they had residential homes and things of that nature that they needed, because something that we don't realize is that there's a lack of support, of course, through mental health, but also with individuals that have cognitive disabilities. Um, It's very difficult to um, get the support and the education and understanding around those less fortunate populations. Um, So I did that for several years. That's what I went to school for. And of course, again, I had a plan. Uh, But once I did so many years, I did a little over 10 years in that field, I just realized that I was really what I consider burned out. I gave so much to the, to the career, I gave so much to myself, you know, days in days out, you know, and I, I really, of course, I preached. To my patients and my clients, like you have to do self care, you have to do this, you have to give yourself, you know, grace. You have to, you know, do all these things. But then I realized because I was pouring so much into other people that I was not doing what I was preaching, and it was literally breaking me down every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just found like how unhappy um, and that I was, and you know, unfortunately. My unhappiness was not because not all because of kind of the field, but there's there's a lack of resources amongst mental health. Um, And so it causes the people that are causes situations and issues for people that are on the front line dealing with these patients and, and clients. Um, to, to, with the lack of resources, like for instance, you're working super long hours. I think, you know, the drill, like nurses and all that stuff. It's the same way when it comes to mental health services, there's a lack of resources, there's a lack of help. Um, you know, there's a lack of all these things. You have the same clients and patients coming in and out because they're, they weren't set up with the appropriate, appropriate resources. And that's a government thing, right? Like that's that we don't need to get in politics, but it's, it's, it's more of a systemic thing. And so it's one of those things where it it just kind of makes it harder on people that are working on the front line. And That's it doesn't nice. mean that we don't have the heart to do the work that we do, but it's hard for us every day, especially when you have a heart of gold and you really want to see better for people. Right. Um. And so that was one of the things. And of course, some of the things that I mentioned, the time that you put into it, it's not a nine to five job. So you're doing long hours and just a lot of other things. So I just decided for myself and I just said, this isn't going to make me less of a person, but I need to change careers um so that I can live longer I'm 35 <laughs> and I was like you know what like I, it's bad that I'm burned out at 35 like I have several years ahead of me to be working <laughs>
0: totally totally so and now like, I watch you, you know. in these videos India and I'm like <laughs> the, you're on fire for it you know you can <laughs> <Thank> just you. <laughs> see your passion um mm-hmm. I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt but anyway so no, you're now like, you're on this uh, <laughs> this new path um and tell us about that
1: So I am now transitioning into human resources. So I wanted to find a career that I could still use my background, my knowledge, my education, working with people and serving people, but just in a different capacity. Um, So I've transitioned into HR and I'm loving it right now. It was definitely a journey to get into HR. It's kind of HR is a competitive field to transition to. It's like they want you to have experience, but you can't get experience unless you're there and, you know, working in it. So it's that whole thing. But um, I was able to find a good avenue uh, to get into the field. And I've been working in it, and I love it. So it's just one of those things I had to be patient. I had to find a field that I knew I had interest in. I had to look at my strengths as a social worker and therapist. Like, What did I love best about the work and the jobs that I was doing? And how can I translate that into a career and still be very satisfied? And I really had to do those assessments. And honestly, I had to step away from the job like and be peaceful with the stepping away from something that has been my life for several years. Um, And so that was a huge challenge, a change. And also just adjusting my thought process about not feeling like a failure Um, and understanding, like, did I try long enough? Did I try hard enough? You know, should I have changed different areas within the field of mental health? You know, all of those things went through my mind. But I said, you know, at the end of the day, it's about my mental health. And my, you know, feeling comfortable and, you know, being able to have a good, healthy um, work life balance as well.
0: Right. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. This is such a good point. And I think it generalizes really nicely to life as well for everyone. But, Mm -hmm. you know, this this question comes up uh, when we're unhappy. You know, am I trying hard enough? Um, Am I allowed? Do I have permission to shift Mm -hmm. gears to do something that maybe um, I no one really saw me doing or I didn't see myself doing or, you know, whatever it is. And I just think it's so awesome to get the message out that we as women, we don't have to be just one thing. We don't have to have a life that fits inside a box that we created for ourselves or that someone else you know created for us and that you know life is short it's too short to be unhappy so um Mm -hmm. i love that you decided to step away find your peace and you know shift directions to take care of your your own mental health and your own well-being i think that's pretty pretty awesome and um, a great example (laughs) so thank you for sharing that i really appreciate it um so, take me a little bit through how um, we're going to shift gears a little bit and sort of talk about the current state of our world, which, mm. who I got to admit, right. <laughs> is <laughs> a rough so one. Right. Um, but <laughs> let's let's talk about it because it's relevant, it's important, and we we got to do the hard talks too. Um, but first, let's talk about COVID. And um, and how about you tell me about how your experience has been and how you're dealing with um, quarantine and all of that?
1: Yeah, so it's it's been very interesting. But I honestly will say on a positive side, um, so when COVID hit, honestly, I, I think I underestimated what it was. Like I remember in March and I think my coworkers were talking about COVID and I was like, Oh, it's, it's over in whatever country. We'll be fine. Like I literally downplayed it. And then it wasn't until like a week later and stores were getting everything pulled off the shelves and the lines were long and I'm like, Oh crap, this is serious. Right. Um, but I ended up working probably like a month in until before they transitioned us to work from home. So I'm not used to working from home. Um, So that was a huge change for me. I am very social. So I like communicating with my employees. I like being able to walk into my supervisor's office and talk to her, you know, and just get questions and stuff. So I think the biggest transition for me was Being like working from home, figuring out a schedule that works for me, getting up on time. Do I get dressed for the day? Like I literally had to break down and get like a whole desk and situation together, like an office. I had to make an office that I wasn't, you know, I didn't use prior to when I did podcasting and stuff. I had my little nook for that, but that's different than... Um, didn't having, being sitting in the same place for eight to nine hours a day.
0: Yeah. yeah, (laughs) So being
1: able to adjust with that. So, I mean, once I got that up and running and getting myself a schedule, figuring out what was going to be the best, I said, okay, let's think about the positive things through this process. You're home now. So you're spending less on gas. You have more time after work. To do what you need to do. And for me, it was when am I gonna have time to still get my runs and my workouts in. So when I worked at the office, I would spend 35, 40 minutes to travel home because I live in Atlanta and traffic is bad here. Yeah. <laughs> but I would spend 35, 40 minutes in traffic. And I'm like, well, India, that's 35 or 40 minutes back into your day that you wouldn't have to you wouldn't have to use. Um so I think for me, it was about finding the positive things and it has been finding the positive things with COVID. Like, what are the positive things? And for me, I've been able able to transition into really getting hard onto my fitness and weight loss journey. Um, and I being able to work out more because you're not doing, you're not going places, you know, you're not hanging out with your friends and doing happy hours because so you have more time of your day to do other things yeah. and also figuring out what are the things that you like? Um, I know for me, I realized I have more time to really focus on me. What are some areas that I've been neglecting? because you've been so busy and hustling bustling back to work and like hanging out and doing all these things. Let's really focus on what's important for you and the things that you've been neglecting, what have you been doing? So yeah. I've been kind of focusing on those strengths, you know, and focusing on those things that I've been lacking on doing. Um, and it's, it's really been kind of working out for me. So I don't like the whole not being able to run with friends and all that stuff. So a lot more solo running, but it's still, it's been working. And now, if they were to tell me you can't run it all outside, I think I would have a different communication or a different <laughs> answer to you. But
0: it's been okay so far. <laughs> yeah, I love this. You are such a ray of sunshine. Like it's so positive, and I, I love that you take a bad situation and you, you immediately say, "I'm going to look at the positives." And, mm-hmm. and, and this is just, it's such a good way to look at it. I think a really awesome piece is slowing down when you have extra time mm-hmm. and asking yourself, you know, what do I like in life, <laughs> because. I mean, this is, it sounds ridiculous, right? But like sometimes we're just going so fast in our day and we're busy Mm -hmm. and it's one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. And we lose that focus for what we really enjoy and love and what makes us Mm -hmm. happy. Right. Um, So I love that you bring that up. And I, and I, and I like that you say that you kind of shifted your focus to getting, you know, even being more on it with your workouts and your runs and all of that. I think now more than ever, both the physical and also the mental benefits of being active um, are mm-hmm. so important. Um, it helps keep us, you know, in a, in a mental space that we can continue persevering through whatever's coming next with this pandemic. Um, right. So I love all of that. Thank you for sharing it. Um, mm-hmm. And let's talk a little bit now um, into the, the harder part of the conversation. And, and that's this, you know, the social justice piece. And um, I, I want to I hear two things here and whatever else you'd, you'd like to talk about as well. But the first is just your perspective and the way that you've kind of gone through this India, because I think the more perspectives that people hear, the better off we are. So your perspective Mm -hmm. and then any strategies that you may offer um, for anyone who wants to get involved and may not know how or wants some new ideas. I would love to hear those two things from you. So if you would be willing to share, that would be great.
1: Yeah, of course. So my perspective, I mean, I am I am a black woman. So yes. (laughs) So So tell us. Yeah. Tell
0: us how you've been experiencing this.
1: Yes. So um, going through this process, I think, let me say this. I don't think that anything that's happening in the world right now with the injustice and inequality is it's from my lens. It's not new. Yeah. Um, And I tell people that all the time. These things that are going on is not new. However, I feel like what is new is that I feel like a lot of people in our allies as a black person, eyes are being opened more to what's really happening and what has been happening for several years like this. And so for me, um, this, the the timestamp that I find in my head is when Ahmaud Arbery was shot and killed on his run. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of, I don't want to say the pivotal moment, but I think that's when all of this kind of started. It, it went to that and then it went to George Floyd. And then, it, you know, it just, it, it has like trickled down to some very unfortunate situations over the last couple months. And of course, being in a pandemic, it doesn't help it. Right. Like right. it's, it exacerbates it. So my thing is I am very grateful that people eyes are being open to what is happening in our world However, I hate that it had to be at the cost of, 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 of individuals' lives. Right. Um, and I, I honestly feel like the way to combat this is have conversations like you and I are having today, right? So like for you, you, you just mentioned it is hard to have these conversations. And the reason why it's hard to have these conversations, because you don't want to say something wrong, but then you don't want to say it wrong and offend somebody, but then you don't want to come off as like silly because you said something and might, you may be wrong. Like it's. It's a tough conversation. I've been interviewed before from, you know, someone that I would consider my ally. And it's it's one of those things where they're like, I- am I OK to say this? Is it OK to ask? And I'm yeah. like, but if we don't have these conversations, you won't know. That's because right. the honest part about it is that if you don't live the life that we live as Black people or even, you know, indigenous people of color, just in general, it's not just Black people. If you don't live our life, you won't be able to write, really put yourself in, in our shoes and understand it. So I think it's one of those things where I love the the love and support that is coming out of people coming together. And it's several people. Come, like, it's not just, it's like the world is coming together, but on a different way. Now, of course, we have people that are, you know, are okay with what's going on, but we can't worry about those people. We have to educate the people that want to know. That's and right. I feel like educating people is where we have to start. So telling your story, yeah. telling stories as to, you know, some situations that you have dealt with. So like for me, um, I'll tell people I my, myself and my counterpart, Tommy Mitchell, we did a podcast and it I'll I have to um, make sure I tell you which episode it is, but it's a Black Lives Matter episode. And we were able to like really talk about our experiences and the things that have happened, being called out of our name, being called the N word. You know, and this is like this day and age, like this isn't 10, 20 years ago. Yeah. Like this is this is recent. And these these are the type of things that happen to us often. And I just really caution people to think that this like that this is something that is is within our eyes all the time. Like when I go out for a run, do I think about me being black and being in certain neighborhoods? Yes, I do. Do I Am I concerned about when I go to work, if I can wear my hair a particular way because I feel like I would be stereotyped into being a particular type of Black woman? Yes, I do. Do I have to be be cognizant on how I speak and make sure that I am eloquent in my words so I'm not seen as less of? Yes, I do. So these are the type things that I feel like we, we have to communicate about. And it's the unfortunate part is we as individuals just because we know that um, these things are happening, what, like you said, what are you doing to educate yourself? And I feel like that's the biggest thing. We can't expect for people of color to educate you on it. I think it's the best thing is to take your time to see what parts of this do you want to be educated for yourself, right? So you have to take the energy to say, okay, I'm going to go get this book. Okay, I'm going to go look up this website. Okay, I'm going to do this. And also be okay with, being a silent supporter, um, I think a lot of people are really, and I know I'm jumping around, but just I know a lot of people are, you know, when the protests were going on, they're like, well, I'm not a protester. And it's like, you don't have to be a protester. Like, there's people that are out here that are can give money. There's people out here that can raise awareness on social media. There's people out here that can um, can give, like, links and things of that nature to where you can support, where you can um kind of give give advice and like talk to different people in different jurisdictions and your government. You can educate on voting. And those are all different ways that you can give back. Those are all different ways that you can educate yourself and you can kind of get a better understanding on what's going on in the world. And I just think that you just have to really sit back and figure out what can I do to make a difference within me? And I think the first thing is educating yourself um, and also just really analyzing if there's things that you have done in the past to that may have been racist, right? So even if it was, you know, you're seeing a guy walking down the street that had a hoodie on or something like that. And you cross the road because you're concerned about what they're doing. Right. Or you move your children to a, to a better side of town because you knew that there were more people of color at this school versus not like it's things like that, that make a bigger picture. And we I think that we don't realize that and we're used to doing those type where a lot of people are used to doing those type things, but it's a bigger picture that black people or people of color are not all bad. Like we have bad people in all races, but like we, there, there, there's more good than bad. And we have to just not continue this ongoing cycle.
0: Yes. Um, all these words are very powerful and I appreciate you sharing um, a little bit on your journey and some of the strategies um, that you, you would put out there for others. I think, you know, I think you're so right that these tough conversations are very necessary and I would encourage everyone listening today um, to understand that if it doesn't feel a little uncomfortable then mm-hmm. you might want to push a little harder. <laughs> yeah.
1: <you're laughs> and, I,
0: the <laughs> I, and I mean that in the kindest way, right? Yes. But here's the deal. We're not going to grow unless we get outside of our comfort zone yes. and we're willing to put our hearts out there and just mm-hmm. go for it. And you know what? Mm-hmm. If you make a mistake, then you say you're sorry and you move on. But your heart's right. in the right place, you know? Mm-hmm. And so and you're trying. That's yeah, the biggest thing is right. that you're trying. Yes. And I love that. And I think, I mean, education um, to the issues, to different perspective on different perspectives. Um, mm-hmm. There is just nothing that can substitute for that because you, right. um, as a person who is not, you know, of color may, think that you know, you don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't mm-hmm. know. And, all, mm-hmm. and I would ca- I would take that, I would carry that over to life in general, right? We never know what another person is going through. We may right. think that we see them and we know them, but mm-hmm. oh my gosh, you, you, you never know what's going on in someone's heart and no. someone's mind, the struggles they face in their day-to-day life. You just don't know. So you have really. to have the conversations. And um, I, I like how you talked about that people's eyes are open a little bit. This is nothing new, but eyes are open. And mm-hmm. I, there's something beautiful and the fact that people are waking up. They're waking right. up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we have to stay awake now and be vigilant and, and continue mm-hmm. um, pushing for a better tomorrow. So mm-hmm. um, I'm so grateful that we're able to connect on this and have this conversation. Um, it means a lot to me, India. And um, yeah, I would like to give you the opportunity, first of all, to share um, how people can find all these platforms and follow you. Um, that would be great. So if you want to do that first, and then I have a couple other questions before we wrap up.
1: Sure. So you can find me on Instagram at I underscore of O F underscore um, indigo, e n d i g o underscore runs. Um, You can also email me at milesfromindia at gmail.com. And I have a podcast, excuse me, called The Run Duo. And we are on Spotify, Google, um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Um, pod beam, like majority of the major podcast um, platforms we are on those platforms and we post a bi-weekly episode as well on there and then on YouTube you can find me at Miles from India so everything is basically Miles from India um, and then of course the Run Duo podcast.
0: Awesome yeah I totally encourage everyone to go out and, and look up these platforms and listen to um, more on what India has to say because um, this is going to help us this is momentum forward so mm-hmm. um, and also just some awesome stuff for runners and how important it is to, you know, break down those barriers and move your body and just, you know, all this stuff. It's good stuff. Um, Okay, I'm going to move to the positivity push at the end. But before I do that, India, I do want to give you the opportunity to put any other positive vibes out there or um, encouragement for um, women before we go into the positivity push at the end. So you have anything else you'd like to put out there before we move towards wrapping up?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I would just say, honestly, ladies, start where you are. You know, I think that and that just means assess where you are in any situation that you're at. If you are thinking about starting something, if you are wanting to um, transition into something new, just do it. (laughs) Mm. I think a lot of times we get into a place where we want to, like, have everything all nice and tidy, but it's like it's all about starting. Um, And you know what? It's once you start, it will all fall into place and just stay positive about it. You can always find something encouraging and positive in every situation. If it doesn't go exactly how you want, you'll take it as a lesson learned. But we're all strong in our own ways. We are very unique in our own ways. And you just have to find that that strength and those positive things within yourself.
0: Love it so much. Start where you are, ladies. Um, Mm -hmm. Great, great advice. Okay. We're going to move into the positivity push. It's a couple of quick things at the end, but just put some more positive vibes out there. So are you ready? I am. (laughs) Okay. Um, All right. India, a few simple things that bring you joy.
1: Okay. So my family, um, the air I breathe, just being able to be out in nature and seeing people grow. Like people that are like excited to talk to me and that are excited about growth, like it just
0: yeah, it just yeah. Exciting. I love that. <laughs> uh, um, okay, you're going to complete this sentence. All right, this one's going out to anyone who's listening right now. Um, complete the sentence for me, India. Yeah, never forget. Never forget your why. So good. I actually, I, I must mention this. I just released an episode today with Kendra Chambers. Um, mm-hmm. She's a USA Pro track and field athlete and um, she is also an African American female. And we talked about, you know, remembering your why and remembering the little things to get you there. So yeah. um, check that one out too. Um, yes, but it's I crazy. Will. This is like the third time someone said it, talked about their why to me today. It's, um, yeah, because there's anyway. a
1: reason why we do stuff. That's like, right. I mean, there's always a reason yep. why. And I think sometimes yep. when we feel like we're going awry, we have to remember, like, this is why you started doing this. That's this is right. why you like doing
0: this. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, it kind of goes back to slowing down and remembering what's important, yes. too, you know, exactly. and really, <laughs> yeah, and waking up in your life, in your own life, um, both to mm-hmm. injustices and also to just like being awake and present in your life, truly, and not just yeah. going through the motions. Um, okay, last one. Here we go. <laughs> it's going out to our listeners. Okay. Complete the sentence. You can. You can do whatever you put your mind to. Oh, yeah, baby. Yes, you can. (laughs) (laughs) And it's never too late. Um, And, you know, like I said before, if you're not feeling a little uncomfortable, push a little harder. I'm going to put that out there for you ladies today. Um, Mm -hmm. Push a little harder. Don't be afraid, right? Um, Well, thank you so much for being here. It has been a pleasure and a joy. I really um, had such a nice time chatting with you. And um, I hope we will continue to collaborate, India.
1: Yes, please. I would love
0: that. Awesome. And listeners, thank you so much for being with us today. And remember what Indians said, start where you are um, and go from there. We believe in you and we also believe that connected, we can rise.